The Just Being Earnest podcast is proudly presented by Goody's Hangover Powder. Goody's understands that you can't afford to let a hangover slow you down. That's why after a night of drinking, I treat my hangovers with the easy-use powder that tastes good and acts fast. Goody's Hangover Powder tempor- God, temporarily always gets me. But not for long, only temporarily. Goodies Hangover Powder temporarily relieves those minor aches and pains due to those stupid hangovers and gets you back on your feet, feeling fresh, fast. We've all got a lot going on in our everyday lives, and Goodies is here to help. I personally love Goodies Hangover Powder because after a night of fun, it helps restore my mental alertness so I can get back to what I love. Writing songs, playing shows, recording podcasts, hanging with friends, and creating hangovers. Goodies is great tasting and fast acting. So don't let hangover slow you down. Try Goody's Hangover Powder today. Head over to Amazon and use my code one Ernest for a discount on six packages. The number one E R N E S T. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, so yeah, I'm just here with my friend Martin today. Uh, this is Martin Guitar Boom, psh, doing a solo dolo. Uh, I'm gonna start off with some goodies. Hangover, good news. Uh, I'm gonna start with some goodies. Good news. Uh, I got to play the Rhyme Auditorium for the first time two nights ago for the whiskey jam 10 year anniversary. And that was like one of the coolest experiences ever. Cause, uh, like I said there, when I was in the third grade, I stood on the circle in between set changes during the Opry. And, uh, one of the girls that played basketball for my dad in high school, uh, her dad was a steel guitar player in the Opry band. There he is. And, uh, he knew I'd just gotten a banjo for Christmas that year and I was interested in all that. So he took me to the Opry. I stood there and I was like, yo, I want to do this when I grow up. So it was crazy. The next time I stood on the stage was that was right there. And it was like total full circle moment. Randy Travis is standing inside or sitting side, side stage and like gave me a hug and said, thank you afterwards. And it was like, we had, we had actually connected before I went on because Delaney's dad wrote a song that he cut in like, early 2000s called raise him up and it's like a that's a really heavy spiritual song and like a lot of it impacted a lot of people so when i told him that and he met delaney and he like he had a he had a moment so it was like a lot of yeah dude it was just really cool so that was a good thing that happened this week which is uh a funny setup to like a goof that happened during this moment man so i decided to play the song flower shops which y'all have heard if you've listened to the podcast um, and I love that song. It's like a old school, just real fucking to the bone country song. And, uh, I found out like the night before I was going to be playing the rhyme and I was like, I don't know what song I'm going to play. I didn't want to play like American rush just on acoustic at the Ryman for the first time. I'm going to play my whole set when I'm there with jelly roll. Like I knew it was just going to be a moment. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to play flower shops built up in my head, get all the way down, get through the chorus. And I fucking, instead of it's a bad day for me, good day for flower shops. The fucking, the only time it matters, 
Like I could have biffed any other sentence or word up to this point, except for the dichotomy of good and bad. And I said, it's a good day for me, but a good day for flower shops. <laughs> My big moment at the Ryman, the first time I get to land a hook in the Ryman auditorium, I biffed it. I didn't notice live. Dog. I didn't notice until I, I was watching. Went back, back and watched it. Yeah. I mean, and in my head, I wasn't even mad. I was like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Like <laughs> they still did the obligatory woo when I landed it. I was like, all right, whatever, whatever. The second verse will get them back. If anybody, nobody would notice if they did, don't care. I'm going to land it so hard the second and third time. And I did. And it was great. And it was such a moment. I got the, got the good old fashioned standing. O, Theo coming out. Like it was like, it was a dream come true. I had like, if you say like, how did it go compared to how I dreamt it? I'll say this, uh, pretty much like 10 times better. Like I was like, I was expecting like people will probably clap or whatever, but like the, the level of which people showed up and thank y'all. Hell yeah. was awesome. And like, I know that some people know the song from the podcast or Instagram. Uh, the only thing that's different really that didn't happen the way I saw it happening was I entered in my head from stage left, <laughs> you know, the whole time. Like, yeah. That was like, I'd always seen myself coming from the other side, but my, the last time at the Ryman or when I was a kid, everybody, it's always that side, but yeah, dude. And I don't know when I'm going to put flower shops out. I'm going to get to some fan questions and like a hundred of you have asked when I'm going to do flower shops. A lot of the YouTube comments have on the podcast were like, I hate that I have to go an hour and a half into this pod yeah, to listen yeah, yeah. to that song, but I have been. And so we dropped it as a clip out there too. We did drop it as a cloud. I was about to say, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, we can. Um, Good. Okay. So that's there. If you, if you want up until I can actually release it, which it's probably going to be top of next year. um, But I'm going to be playing it every night until then. So if you are saying there's a clip, if you'd probably just JBE. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the, it's on the channel. Yeah. Um, Oh, and dude, I was going to say too, when y'all go, y'all should go just bombard the reviews section on the podcast app. Um, Cause it would be really funny to just have a bunch of random comments on there because it doesn't matter. It doesn't really like just five star rate it and comment whatever. Cause it doesn't matter. A while ago you asked for uh leave food, food reviews, reviews yeah. right? Yeah. So let's <laughs> maybe do like uh Oh, okay. So give a five star review on my podcast channel but then leave Karen comments <laughs> like leave complaints, but five star <laughs> reviews. Let's give back. Be a man. Be a man. Um, I saw a great one where it was like, don't notice her haircut or when she paints a room, be a man. So good. We can go great food. These. Reasonable price. I got a pretty simple meal. Just a cheeseburger with fries and a sweet tea. Cheeseburger was great. Juicy and meaty. Good. Sweet buns. Fries are the perfect size. Some crazy seasoning. Yeah, dude. You I came in. That. Dude, somebody, we'll through these. somebody some ate it earns. <laughs> yeah, leave more. We'll get, uh, we'll get these piled up for next week. Okay. Um, okay. We'll save them. Write more guys. <laughs> yeah. Leave a bunch more. Dang. Um, yeah. So basically with flower shops, be patient with me, but, uh, I'm at some point today, I'm going to play you another one. I wrote recently that like, like I wrote it two days ago. I wrote it the day after I played the Ryman and, uh, it was like, I had this idea. I was talking about, uh, like 
we were talking about addiction and addictive personalities or whatnot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you're only comfortable when you're crazy. And then somebody was like, yo, write that shit. And so I kind of just threw a voice note down and I had it in my head. kind of had the, I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy. I had this kind of another timeless type of sounding song. But anyways, I knew Rodney Clawson would be the perfect person to pull in on it. So I called Rodney and we sat down in here and wrote it. It's the first song I've written in here in over a year. Um, but I'll play it at some point today. Flat, did something just sting me? Oh my God. Nothing stung me. I think I just pulled a finger hair. Dude, I punched myself in the balls today. Talk about that. Um, I mean, it hurts so bad, dude. I was, um, we just got like a big Fisher Price toy thing. So knee deep in it. So you got a Fisher Price toy thing. <sighs> yeah. And it's like a bouncer. And I was like, God, I just wanted to avoid big blobs of plastic machinery in my den so bad. But nonetheless, so so I'm getting the box open. I had like, I couldn't find, dude, thank God I couldn't find scissors or a knife because this story would have escalated quickly. <laughs> I used like um, the the butt end of a headphones, like a little baby ox thing. And uh, I used a baby ox. <laughs> The firstborn baby ox. But so I'm trying to cut through the damn uh cut through the damn tape and my hand slips and I just punch myself in the balls <laughs> so hard, dude. Like direct knuck to to nut contact. Can't have knuck to nut. And I just like oop <laughs> and sat there and it was like the little bit of pain. And I was like, it's gonna be all right. Stood up straight. The gut wrencher, gut return. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'd take a take a little little walk around. But <laughs> but yeah, the things we do as parents, man, just straight up punching ourselves in the dick so that my kid can sit there like this. <laughs> like what? He doesn't need this. His pictures have been hilarious. He's a cute kid, man. He is. He's a cute kid. He's he looks so much like Delaney, but but there's like moments he does like his baby pictures look a lot like mine as well but me and delaney when i weighed a hundred less pounds did look like siblings to like some people would be like oh my god are y'all are y'all brother and sister i'd be like yep and then kiss her or something sure are. yeah sure <laughs> sure are good at it too but <laughs> but uh now he's a good looking kid it, and that's gonna that's gonna suck because because it's like <laughs> so hard to get mad at a cute kid, man. I mean, could be worse. If I had an ugly baby, girl. dude. If I had an ugly baby. Oh, if it could be a cute girl. Yeah. And it would be. I tell Delaney, it's like, there's nobody else I'd rather have a daughter with. That's like, ah, I don't want a daughter right now, man. Uh, too many daughters out here. Having <laughs> a son's just way easier, I assume. I got a Long son time. on me. It'd be too much to have a daughter on him. Yep. Couldn't do it right now. Fatherhood, though, in as a whole, um, getting better. And I know it comes in waves, as does everything. But, like, the last time I sat down, I was, like, I felt like I just got done with, like, SEAL training. <laughs> like, it just, I was, I was, there's like eight. Plots. There's eight. Yeah, I felt like Plots. <laughs> Plots is always operating at, like he has a six-week-old at home. <laughs> That's how much sleep Plots gets. Oh my goodness. But yeah, dude. So I'm now he's like nine to nine to 1130 or 12 
feed him a bottle, put him down 12 to like 3.30 or 4.30, feed him a bottle, and he'll sleep to like 7.30. Now that's what we're doing, which is like, whoa, we're sleeping, baby. But like compared to the every 45 minutes, like lay down and like Shutter Island shit, what am I seeing? I hear my hold on my baby's crying oh he's not even here right now like dude <laughs> losing my mind <laughs> losing my mind uh delaney's been a trooper though being gone on the weekends how's how's the road been Sh- yeah shows have been good but the being gone dog being an artist and, and a baby baby daddy with like <laughs> a fucking eight week old at home bro <laughs> yeah it can get brutal do you guys want more kids not this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, after I punch myself in the dick, it might not even be an option. Yeah. Might not even be an option. Maybe that was, look at what God can do. Go. Look at what God can do. God can hold the tape up just a little bit too strong sometimes. sometimes less options are better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be a fine uh, only kid. Um, I do have a bunch of fan questions we could run through. Yeah, let's run them. Let's see here. Y'all, y'all did... Y'all did, y'all did really good about this. I'll start at the bottom. and I, I mean, God, there are so many. Thank you all for asking. Um, ass or titties and why? <laughs> Great question. Um, ass. I'm an ass guy. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I just think if I had to, if I had to choose one asset, it'd be ass. If, she, if, if, and this is hypothetical. But if she has a good ass and doesn't have a big rack, she's still got a good ass. But you could have a big rack and have no ass. And it's like, <sighs> but nobody's ever mad at a big set of titties either. You know, that's like the worst. Comparison. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a tough question to answer because I, I felt like I needed to justify. But if it's, it is just ass or titties, ass. And but you did say and why. So there's and why. But also, and I'm also not body shame, dude. What'd you say? Nobody's really fucking titties. It's only just in porn. Like no, yeah, no. Yeah, nobody's like, well, we did go to Applebee's tonight. Do I get to fuck them titties? It's a novelty movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. And, and it, it is getting done. Like, there's somebody's probably watching this podcast while getting screaming at the screen just, right now. Just, I'm doing it right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is not as cool as it looks. Like, I feel like I'm just missing. <laughs> foul ball, foul ball, foul yeah, ball. Foul yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, just fouling them off. <laughs> Stay alive, kid. Stay, Stay alive, alive, kid. Hey, now, choke one and poke hey, one, kid. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Meanwhile, you're thinking about baseball the whole time. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, let's move on. Ash. <laughs> let's see. Besides Nashville, which is your favorite state and why Texas? You actually had a good time in Texas. I, w- I don't know if it's my next favorite state. Maybe Colorado is my next favorite state. My next favorite, I mean, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands is my next favorite place. But if I like land, Colorado, dude, I haven't gotten to go to like Wyoming, Montana. I would like to because I might have a different answer. I think you'd love it. I can't do more than like three days in New York City. Mm-hmm. I can't do more than like two weeks in L.A. Mm-hmm. I've done six weeks there or a month there. And it was like, uh, 
most of me is still there. I just never, you know, it's like Parts the, you never made yeah, it. Yeah, never, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Is six inches enough? Sure. It's plenty. What's your favorite song that you've written for yourself? Tough. It's an unfair question because I I like all the songs I keep for myself. Did you answer this one already? You said locals only, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's probably where I'm at. I mean, I'll, Flower Shops is up there. This new one is up there. I've kind of been on a wave where I'm pretty proud of myself writing lately. And it helps getting in the room with really good writers too. I'm not going to lie. Um, let's see. When are you releasing Flower Shops? Just been over that. Um, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? It goes back and forth. It varies. Lately, I've kind of been like a whiskey Coke guy, Jack and Coke. Yeah, whiskey ginger ale. I've kind of gotten burnout on tequila a little bit. I'll blame Jelly Roll. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pour in 42-ounce shots. Bottle's still here. Yeah, that was two <laughs> shots. All that bottle's just an airplane shot for Jelly Roll. <laughs> um yeah, this week, but dude, like I like I've said before, I love I I ordered a gin fizz the other day. Like if, if a if a bar has hey, if a bar has a gin fizz, I'm ordering it. Um, first time see. I met you, you were on a mimosa kick. Yeah, you had you had a that's right. I pulled a, up with mimosas in yep. a tumbler. Yeah, see, but that was probably like just a week long kick. Mm-hmm. There was a. Uh, so you kind of go like flavor of the week with it, kind of like ride it out for a little bit and then just, yeah, yeah. I like, like yesterday, after golf, I had an iced coffee with peanut butter whiskey in it, Ooh. and it was really good. It sounds cozy. It was very good. It was like iced shaking. You say ice? Iced. Okay. Iced, and it was really. Yeah. No, it's too much. Let's see, Shrek or Thanos? Shrek. Okay. Um. Why? Shrek's funnier. <laughs> just, yeah. I laugh more with Shrek. Yeah, that's like um, it's like I'm more of a Family Guy guy than King of the Hill, or I won't say I'm more Family Guy than Simpsons. Like, I definitely am. Like Family Guy sense of humor is way more up my alley than Simpsons. But like I love what I like watching clips. I like watching clips of um. King of the Hill more than I like going and watching a whole episode. Like I went and watched like 30 minutes of Boom Howard best moments. It, dude, he, <laughs> Boom Howard's so funny, bro. Boom Howard compilation. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Raising Cane's does one thing and they do that one thing exceptionally well. Quality chicken finger meals. At Cane's you get high quality product served quickly and conveniently. The specialized systems developed by Raising Cane's allow them to maintain a level of quality unmatched in the industry. Cane's doesn't compromise on quality, cut corners, or clutter their menu with new products. So you get the same great high quality chicken finger meals every time. Visit your neighborhood Cane's today and don't forget to use their mobile app to skip the line. Chug Bud. It's the revolutionary pocket-sized combination of a beer bong and a shotgun as seen by everyone on the internet. Don't just sip a beer, chug bud it. Get yours today at chugbuds.com. Free market music. New Just Be an Earnest sponsor alert. The JBE podcast is proudly sponsored by Free Market Music. Do you want to own my music for free, like literally own it? 
free market music. It's a new free music app where artists and songwriters are paid fairly. It's a really simple. All you have to do is watch a video of me to own my music and listen to it uninterrupted. Right now, you could download Cheers, American Rust, and my album Locals Only and own all of it. All you have to do is download the Free Market app and watch a video to get access. Also, on top of Free Market Music, I've partnered with the Blended Festival, which is coming to Nashville in August, where I'll be playing Saturday, August 14th. They've got a deal for my followers, 40% off of tickets. So go to their website, blendedfestival.com, and use the code LOCALSONLY for 40% off. Sounds like a great deal to me. Why don't y'all come see me and other great artists play? Thanks again to Free Market Music for sponsoring the pod. Go download the app and get my music. Watch me drink wine and get 40% off tickets to Blended Festival. Gosh, okay, I'm going to keep doing some fan questions. Y'all asked so many, and I got nothing else to talk about, so let's uh, let's do it. Let's see here. Biggest mistake I made as a kid. Hmm. Biggest mistake I made as a kid. Real deep. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of teetering a line here. Asking what the porn site was. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that wasn't the biggest mistake in my life, but that was one of my first big learning curves. (laughs) That was like in fourth grade. Too young. That was the first time you saw porn? Fourth or fifth grade, yeah. I don't remember my first with stuff like that. You remember yours? Bro, the first—I just remembered the, uh, the first time I saw porn was uh, a DVD that Mitchell Timpen. It was me and Rafe stole Mitchell's DVD, oh so we would have been yeah in fifth grade, and it was the Bear Witch Project instead of the Blair Witch Project. So it was like some like weird porn. Yeah, but, I remember that. But like, oh, here we go. You know? yeah. <laughs> so that—that's not any biggest mistake I made as a kid. Shit, like. Not, I wish I'd subbed instead of playing football. Uh, I don't know. I, what I'm trying to say is I wish I could have acted more in high school, but all of the plays happened during spring. So I wouldn't have been like during, it was during baseball season. I'm not about to do that, but I just, yeah. I wish I'd been more into acting, but the drama was like drama class. Wasn't it for me? It was like just the performance of acting. Like I wish there had been like an, like a, um, like an improv group or something, but it's just so there's such a weird stigma for like, you know, the, those kids. And like now, like I would, those kids turn into the fucking adults that I like to hang out with. But like when I was in high school, I was that we were just on different wavelengths. You want to act at some point? Yeah, fuck yeah. I want to I want to act for sure. Yeah, I don't know in what capacity like I would do shorts. I mean if it's just another thing on like my my plate's full. Yeah. And it's pretty good. It's like overwhelming, but yeah. some like SNL stuff, like SNL skits and stuff. Yeah, I mean the dream would be like go on SNL and get to do some skits or like or like write for Family Guy, like premises anywhere, or premises at least some dialogue. But I think the opportunity will arise. Like I would do some, I would do some auditions for stuff. I always thought the coolest thing is like having a cartoon with your voice behind yes. that cartoon. 
I yeah. think that would be a cool moment. I have the cartoon. I know I have the cartoon. My pet peeve. I've talked about it on here, I think. Yeah, early. Yeah. Yeah. Have a, do you know this? No. You haven't heard about this? No. My, you haven't said it on the pod. My pet peeve is a cartoon. It's like Courage the Cowardly Dog meets Family Guy. Just like what the animation would kind of look like. But <clears throat> it'd be an Adult Swim or Comedy Central piece. And it's about this dog named Peeve who has the best of intentions but fucking ruins everything. And so it's like a little like family of three with a baby and a dog and the dog. So like <laughs> it would start off. I can't play candy. She makes my, uh, call my sugar candy, Nat King Cole. So the, the pilot episode would be them sitting in the den on like Christmas Eve and there's a fire in the fireplace and they just got done reading the night before Christmas or whatever. And the mom's taking the baby off upstairs. She's like, don't forget to put the fire out. It's like, I want, well, he of course falls asleep on the, on the couch and peeve, you know, he's, he's always like humming. Hell, you never duh. But from the parents perspective, he's, you know, so I think even that's annoying. Like he's just having a good time. But anyway, so he goes over and he's fucking, okay, well I'll put the fire out, but then he knocks the tree over and catches the whole house on fire. And then you hear peeve and then Nat King Cole's candy starts. And then it's like a montage of him ruining shit. And like, anyways, so yeah, I would definitely voice a character in my pet peeve. Seth, if you want to write it with me. Yeah. Um, what's my favorite type of food? Hmm. If, if you can fit a good ribeye into Italian or like a good steak into Italian, Italian, because there's so many, I mean, it's all essentially the same. It's like Mexican food. It's all the same, just, but Italian probably if I had to have one. I had to choose one, but a fucking, but Southern, Southern food, like fuck, fry everything. Um, let's see here. When is the mastered versions of flower shop going to go? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Spam, spam big loud Instagram account <laughs> and ask them, uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen on stage? Um, the, the cool answer is a bunch of titties, but the weirdest thing that's happened recently, it was at uh faster horses and I was just like playing guitar and this girl just throws her phone up at me. Like I'm supposed to <laughs> like catch it while like I'm playing it. Dog, <laughs> no, it was like, it was endearing, but I was like, this is Beyond me. I don't like, I don't know what to do. This girl just threw her phone up here. Do you have a guitar in your hands? Yeah, I had a guitar. <laughs> so what are you yeah, I couldn't do, do anything. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. It was, uh, uh, let's see here. Have you ever forgot lyrics while performing? Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yes. All the time. All the time, really. Um, another funny time I forgot lyrics was I was playing like a writer's round at the Nashville Palace earlier this year is into last year. But I think I was singing. It was, it was my first time playing a show since after all of quarantine. So 
I'm playing sugar. Yeah. What song was it? I think it was sugar. But I definitely sang the second verse twice. Yeah, I sang the second verse twice and then forgot the bridge. So I just was like, let's <laughs> sing the chorus again. <laughs> but I was also ripping dab pins all the way there. So that was. You ever had to like stop? I never stop. Just keep, keep strumming. Truck on. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> sing something. Every, anything is fine. Dude, when, when I played Bonnaroo, thank God I had my acoustic guitar on stage. This is when I was rapping. I did Bonnaroo, like a rap set at Bonnaroo. Same day Eminem played that night. But uh, so we bookended it actually. I was the first show of the day and he was the last show of the day. But, anyways, like halfway through my first song, my DJ's board went out. So no tracks. And I'm like, I turn around, I was like, yo, why you fix this shit? I'm just going to play guitar. And I got up there. I was like, y'all care if I just break this down, me and my acoustic guitar? They're like, yeah. And it was more lit than ever because it was just me and a guitar. And then, like, bro, if some of these dudes, their tracks went off, (laughs) they're going home. But it made it so lit because when the beat finally dropped back in again, it was a rap, dude, when there was tracks coming back out after it. So that's why I do, in my set, I do like a 25-minute, in the hour-long sets or 90-minute sets, I do like a 25-minute, just me and my acoustic guitar, like good old-fashioned Nashville songwriter style. Uh, I like doing that. Let's see. More questions. Let's see here. Compton to the Panthers. Fuck Compton. And you know why. Don't put me on Mount Busmore. <laughs> Dude's petty because he wasn't in one of the best episodes to ever happen on Bustin' with the Boys. <laughs> Dude's petty because the day I'm co-hosting while he's on his honeymoon, we have one of the most popping episodes. <laughs> and he snubbed me out of Mount Busmore, dog. And Jelly Roll. Like, I, I would even... Fuck Compton for snubbing Jelly Roll, not even just me. Yo. Yo, that's that's like, I know he's got balls and he's a strong athlete, but that's balls to do that to Jelly Roll, dog. Cold. He's got to come on the podcast and explain himself. I was going to say, would you have him on here to talk about it? Yeah, he's got to come on here to talk about it. Got to, dude. What was your first thought when you saw the graphic? I just had to swipe to make sure I wasn't tripping and <laughs> make sure I didn't miss nothing. <laughs> like, no, nah, man. Shab? Also, <laughs> like, like, I'm just thinking of people I could have, that I think, like, oh, man, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's out there. Dude. Oh, not on the screen. No, no, no. It's all good, though. I get it. And, and, and and Bussin has Bussin has had a lot of really good episodes, so it had to have been hard to choose. And I can see how you can look over me. It's super hard to choose. I can see how you can look over my episodes. I think it'd be really hard to choose ours here. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I can see for sure how you can look over. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, for sure. I understand it. Just consistently no, it. shaking your head. No, no I, I totally it. get it. I get it. It's all good. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> any favorite podcast you listen to besides JBE? I love Chris Alia's podcast. Congr- congratulations. Uh, I like Rogan. Um, there is a podcast that I was way heavy into and I forget the, Oh, the root of evil. It is a dark and sinister true story. Uh, surrounding the Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia the Black murders, Christalia. the Black Crystalia, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Black Dahlia. Um, yeah, the, if, if you like dark and twisted stuff, if you don't, don't, but if you do, do faster horses main stage in 2022 would be tight. Would would not be mad at it. I think we could rock it. How's parent life so far? I already talked about it a little bit. Overall, overall, eight out of ten. There's an honest answer. The gram would say ten out of ten, mm-hmm. but we're just being earnest. Um, it's gonna. There's ten out of ten moments for sure. But you know what I mean? Like, what what newborn parent's gonna literally come in here and be like? 10 out of 10. It's great. What was a 10 out of 10 moment? Oh, like just every morning when he wakes up and he's just smiling. Happy but then, baby. yeah, a yeah, happy baby, 10 out of 10. Yeah. What's a zero? Happy, out of 10? happy, happy mama, 10 out yeah, of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. What's a zero out of 10? 4 30 in the morning, half asleep, trying to feed a bottle, and he's just <laughs> wide eyed. Just wired. And it's like, bro, like, don't make me put Valium in this milk. I'm just kidding, dude. CPS, y'all take a joke. Big Eminem fan. Big I'll Eminem. do it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Worked, I mean, look, I'm trying to breed a fucking great rapper here, okay? I'm following Kim Mathers 101 <laughs> class, dude. How to breed the greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> Valium. <laughs> Valium. In the, in the Valium, and, Valium and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Valium and leave. Oh, God. I am just kidding. I was not just being earnest. Um, will you go on tour with Morgan Wallen when he announces it? Why did the boys fuck you and Jelly? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dude, because busting with some of the boys, is it hard to go out in public Nashville being that you're, is it hard to go out in public in Nashville being that you're an artist? No. It's, it's, uh, I don't like going down to Broadway period. Like it's not a recognition thing as a person. Yeah. 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 It's hard going out in Nashville period. Um, I get noticed some places like I definitely see y'all out there and y'all know you can come and say what up. Uh, a lot of Steve's out there too. Um, but no, I mean, it's not hard to go out in public. What am I? Justin Bieber, dude? Like, no. There's no. like mega country stars here that just go out. And yeah, no, you can go. Big a deal. You can go anywhere. Anybody can go anywhere. Almost anybody can go anywhere. Um, hi, Ern. How does it feel to be making it? Would you like to write with unknowns like me? Not particularly. <laughs> Do you drink with fans in a bar? Yeah, dude. If I'm in a bar and fans are at a bar and they're like, yo, Ern, let's do it. Let's do a shot. I'm nine times out of 10 going to say yes. 
the one time out of ten will be after X amount of fans have already come up yeah. and, 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 and done, fan and done that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, let me back up. I would write with unknowns like you if unknowns like you have put in a shit ton of work to get here and you're really good. And then I'll give you a shot because that's what I did. And I was unknown. And it took people that I looked up to to take a chance on right with me. So, yeah, not saying that won't happen. You just got to fucking bust it. And that'll be a blanket answer to anybody that's asked, like, any advice to come into Nashville and how do I get into the Nashville scene? It's, like, not fucking easy at all. And, like, I know it looks easy sometimes when people pop off on TikTok. And then it's, like, things move so fast and they're a record deal and then they got a song with Keith Urban or whoever. And it's, like, Keith Urban is just an example because he's been doing features, which is awesome because he's always fucking right on the edge. But my point is, it's like, that's not the normal way shit happens. That's not like, don't expect to pop off on TikTok. Like go grind and write a thousand songs and then be a year removed from those thousand songs and not like listening to them because they sucked. And then like do that for two years and have a shit ton of songs you don't like because they're not good, but you have the experience of how to get through writing a bunch of songs and then like network, go, go like if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, I should be networking and going to more bars, but like, I just don't want to do that now, but like, and don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I do like, there are things I go to, I need to go to and I do that. But like, yeah, y'all should be networking, going to the things, going to whiskey jams. If you're doing that, do that. Like there are ward will put you up on stage and give you a chance. That's what whiskey whiskey jam is consistently been about. Like that's never changed. And so there are avenues to get in to the scene in Nashville, but there's thousands of dudes and chicks coming through the same door. So like, so do you think that the cream really rises to the top here? Or do you think it's like, how much do you think you got to know somebody to get into those rooms? Like have the resume in terms of you put the work in, you have those thousand songs and your shit is good, but then you do need to shake a hand to get somewhere. Yeah. I think like, you know, the cliche of like hard work creates good luck and like pretty much that because like you put in the work that will get noticed if you if you believe you're good enough to put in that much work and commitment you probably don't suck mm-hmm. you know and I, like people should be honest more if somebody just really isn't good yeah. i think a lot of people get told they're good I'm not bitter. I'm just fucking talking real. Whereas I think a lot of people get told they're good and it lasts too long and then they get stuck, you know, but like, there's like so many places to go up too. So it's like you, even if you're not good and you're told you're good, you could literally just And having an Instagram following, like it skews, like social media skews it so much because it does, it's like over congested, congested. And like I was mentioned on here before, it, it it has social media has like like Breland is super talented. Lily Rose is super talented. Like it has pushed people to the top that deserve to be there and have put in the work. And it's just those moments are created. But like 
Yeah, bro. I really believe you need to be just willing to grind it out here for five years, five to six years of just being told no and writing a bunch of songs. How much do you think uh, just like sh the shock factor of like appearance plays a role in that too? Because I feel like, I mean, if we go shock factor like Takashi 6 9 right? Like, I mean, his his lyrics aren't exactly like... Oh, yeah. Right? You mean but his, in terms of like having an image. Yeah, having an image, yeah, like, or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Simply that. Just I think I think it is like uh, there's country music's funny when it comes to style because like there's kind of a uniform and I think it's being broken now more obviously. Uh, but like the uniform of country music is so traditional. I'm I'm wearing jeans. I was gonna and say and today's one of the no, rare days you're in uniform. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like you know the all the accessories all the stuff i just like if there's one thing i'd like to do is like wear whatever the fuck i want that's why i will be in here in jordans I'll, if i want to be wearing my tacovas i'll wear those but like i've been wearing tank tops and cut off shorts and flip-flops on stage at these festivals because i'm just not about to go dress up and stand in 100 degrees <laughs> so, so like there is there is uh now i will say this Thank you to to Luke Combs for being a big boy and putting on for big boys dog, and owning it because I fought with my weight for so long, like battled to just keep weight off, and it's no fun. I'm just a thick dude. I got thick bones. I got I got down where I was lean, like when I was playing sports, I was, but like uh, getting it off and keeping it off now is just tough, and it's like. I was way more depressed when I was weighed 185 than I am now. And like y'all see me shirtless way more than anybody ever did when I was actually kind of ripped. So it's like, you know, <laughs> so like, I love that I can just be myself a hundred percent. Like, I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm a thick boy and I'm proud of it. And it's like, God, dude, having to maintain such like a pop image or whatever. I think that's getting shattered across the boards, which reminds me, dude, Target makes, they have like big girl mannequins and makes clothes for big girls. What the fuck, Target? Why do you not do that for dudes? Like make thick boy <laughs> clothes. Like what? The, like seriously, right I've never seen a thick dude mannequin to, at Target. Um, the, shout out Abercrombie and Fitch, bro. Abercrombie and Fitch has double XL comfy shirts, and they fit like true double XLs, not like some of these dumbass stores. You get a double X, they don't even have double XLs, then you get one, and it fits like an like a week large, dude. <laughs> ah, fuck you, those stores. But thank you, Abercrombie and Fitch, because now I'm an Abercrombie and Fitch guy. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. There it is. If I only had one wish. Yeah, dog, I wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I might go there when I get done with this fucking podcast. Dog, LFO. When I, dude. I just called a new wind yep, because, of, because of Abercrombie and Fitch. I got dark for a second thinking about when I was skinny and depressed, but now I'm fat and happy. And Abercrombie and Fitch allows me to be because, and also American Eagle jeans. But yes. Abercrombie, basically going back to 2008, going to the stores, leaving with clothes after I pay for them. Abercrombie and Fitch, catch a new wind. Catch a new wind. I got a six pack of shirts like rolled up like just your everyday like light blue dark blue gray black white perfect 
Good for the week. 50 bucks, comfy shirt, got a couple tees. I'm getting a polo with the moose on it. I'm bringing Abercrombie back by myself. And if Abercrombie Fitch wants to link up or do a campaign for Thick Boys, I got the face. I don't have the body for your skinny clothes, but I am the body for your double XL. I am Abercrombie Fitch. Abercrombie. Abercrombie Fitch, double XL model. I don't know. I'm feeling the font on that. I like the font on that. I like everything about it. And on the back, we got this little scape. I don't know. Escape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I am Abercrombie and Fitch. You like to pair an Abercrombie and Fitch shirt with a Stevenson Ranch hat, some American Eagle jeans, Time and some Tacovas, and then that's how you get the look for today. Um, I want to do a couple more fan questions. I don't, if I mean, if y'all don't mind, go for it. Um. Do you ever get writer's block? If so, how do you break through it? When I when I was rapping a lot more, I started getting way more writer's block. And I realized that it was because I couldn't write. I, I just wasn't able to read it back and believe a lot of the shit I was rapping. That's why it's easy for me. I can write raps. Like, I can write a love story rap and all this shit, but, like, I can write, like, if I, you know, go out and get fucked up, I can write that. But it's, like, lifestyle-wise, it was just fucking peeling away from rap. So I was getting blocked a lot when I was trying to write raps. But now when I... I, I'm pretty particular about taking breaks now that I'm writing country, so I haven't really gotten blocks. I've stopped writing. But I haven't, like, as soon as I start feeling uninspired, I've not been writing. And a better answer that I can give you is to go watch John Mayer's interview with Zane Lowe that he just put out. Um, and we can share a link on the story or whatever. But John Mayer describes writer's block perfectly, like in the first 10 minutes of that interview. Um, how do you maintain happiness? Ups and downs, dude. If you're trying to maintain happiness, no chance. You just got to have that joy deep, deep on down and just brace yourself for the waves. They're coming, good and bad. Um, how many times a week do you listen to your own music? I probably listen to my recent demos all the time. So, Just critically. Uh, sometimes, or just like I really just like, like that's... Do you like, like, what songs do you like the most? Dude, I fucking, I'll, I'll listen to the shit out of my own music. And nice. I just like, hell yeah. Like, I got some songs that I know will never come out. They just, like, feel good, though. Like, yesterday I was just driving with the windows down listening. like, damn, this would be cool. But then I'd fall out of love with it because I know it'll never come out. Uh, ERA in high school, what was it? It was, like, two, two point something. Low, lower than yours. <laughs> uh... Let's see. How do you feel about Upchurch? I respect the shit out of that dude. Done it all independent. Speaks his mind. Causes controversy. Done nothing wrong. Fucking. I think he gives good advice to to young writers and artists as well. Uh, The dude's a fucking rebel. So all the shit that comes along with that. But I fuck with Upchurch. So hell yeah. 
And yeah, we'll probably write a song together. Let's see. What has changed most with your mindset or outlook since becoming a father? Priority list totally shifted. Like already kind of knew it would, but like that's why I haven't done an episode in a couple. It's just like being a dad, songwriter, artist, podcast. And it's like, I was, I was way more flexible before the baby. And like, now I don't even want to be more flexible. I just like, this is what I'm going to, this is what I have to do. It's like somebody the other day was like, yo, how much, how much on dad mode are you right now? And I was like, like all the way, like yeah, I, was, I was currently holding a bottle. I was like, yeah, damn, I'm so far dad mode right now. Like you've, you've been with Delaney for mad long. Yeah. Like almost a decade. So this is like the first kind of thing that's come in and shaken that up. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've gone, we've had, we've been together long enough to have some cycles for sure. But this one's like, this one's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of gravity there. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of gravity there, but it's awesome. I mean, she's a champion. She's, she's like, you know, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Best mom ever. (laughs) It's like just snaps into it. Motherly instinct is a crazy thing. Um, Let's see here. How many number one songs have you written? Uh, like 12, but only four of them are out. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that's, that's, an a, a, that's such, a, <laughs> such an asshole. Answer. Uh, let's see. That'll be a good clip when, yeah. on my 12th. Um, top three non-country artists of all time. Drake, John Mayer, Michael Jackson. Um, what kind of shit do you do on tour after shows? Hit up the local bars. Um, dude, lately I get done with a show and go straight to a shower and then go lay down and smoke weed. Uh, Going to going to bars after shows is way more hectic than going to a bar in Nashville because you just played and everybody at the bar. It's like I if if I'm in the mood to come see fans, I definitely will. But like, I got to call Delaney and check on the. It's just like it's a lot. And with the getting done so late, it's like so a lot of times we got to bust out immediately. Like people don't understand like. Got to go immediately. No time to hang out. If the bus leaves at like 3 a.m. And then the band will probably go get like a drink. If if we're playing like at a theater or something, there's usually like a pub right there. So, yeah, maybe sometimes. Has your relationship with your fan base changed as you've gone through life, as you've gotten bigger, et cetera? Like, I'm sure it was very exciting early on. Yeah. Now it, it might be less exciting where there's nights where I just want to go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, how has um, that kind of evolved? No, it's, it's still super, it's all, it's cooler than ever because I have more fans and like y'all are awesome. The listeners and followers and all like believe, believe (laughs) all y'all are awesome. Dude. I love seeing y'all. I love it when y'all comment on my shit and troll and like y'all, y'all get me. And so that's been the best ever. And I'll never like 
not take a picture or stop or sign. We, like, I love that. has been a cool part about going and playing shows again because I get to see y'all. Um, so, yeah, it's more exciting. But now I just, like, from earlier in my career, I literally am just, I have more, I'm just more tired now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just more tired now. Yeah. So sometimes I just don't want to. And and I've talked about it. I'm very claustrophobic. Like I get claustrophobic easy. So I can put up with it, like to walk through some places or whatever. But like if I kind of get stuck for in a crowded area, I might start like not being the best vibe, <laughs> you know, and I don't want I don't want people to see me like that. I don't ever want to come across as an asshole like that. Um I'll take a couple more questions. Let's see. Oh, I saw somebody. I didn't even. I, mean, I can't even find it. But somebody was like, "Dream golf foursome. They all have to be dead except for you." And I was like, "Well, that's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to play golf with three dead guys? The Are we too. playing best ball or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's best ball scramble? So we're just. I'll see you guys at the turn. It's like." <laughs> Oh my God. That's my answer. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> Jesus, John the Baptist, and Kurt Cobain. <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. I'll be right back. <laughs> Just let them talk. <laughs> I wonder what they're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus and John keep to themselves. Kurt's just kinda like oh, here I am, I guess. Here I am. Can I can I bump a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> um, songwriting process: sober versus high. Mm. Um. Sometimes, most of the time, starting an idea sober is pretty hard. Doable, and when I say sober, I mean not high. Like writing drunk is always better in the moment than it turns out to be. But like. Some of my best ideas come when I'm just stoned, like, <laughs> like right now. I don't have any good ideas, but I had the I am highest stoned. thought of all time last night. I was thinking about. Uh, I watched this documentary on simulation theory. Oh no! And I was lying in bed, and I thought, you know, when it's really quiet, like right now, if we just sit still, and you kind of hear that, like that little faint buzzing sound, or like how you'll hear like a high pitch noise sometimes oh yeah 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 and i was like what if that's really just the whirring of the computer that is running the simulation that we're in oh my god dude (laughs) yeah dude i went down a rabbit hole i took a dab the other night and went and got in the bath but it was a i've been smoking these indica dabs which have been great but i accidentally hit the sativa dab and i went like i'd made a bath and everything and i go get in the bath and i'm sitting there and i'm just like deep dive like oh my god dude i'm a soul trapped in a flesh cage like get me out oh yeah dude i went there i was like bad tripping almost talk <laughs> yeah. i was like i told you i was like delaney uh i was like don't do don't don't do a dab from the dabs that are open yeah do good do the closed dabs if <laughs> and hide all the sharp things in the house yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um last one then i gotta wrap it up we're gonna head to taylorsville illinois and hopefully there's a dispensary on the way. Um, let's see here. Cheesecake, cake, or pie. Fucking easily a cake. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. The heavy hitters Wildest me. blackout story. Don't remember. Uh, talk about songwriting. Have been. Remember hotboxing my car before your Lawrence show in the hey. snow? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, Wimble, good day for flowers. Nope. 
Uh, if a clone of you jacked yourself off, would that be gay or masturbation? Uh, do we share the same thoughts or are we independent thinkers? Um, let's see. What? When does flower shut? God damn it. Um, will Upchurch be on DB? JB, yes. Do it fart sometimes. Uh, do you want a party today? No. Aster titties. Both of them. Um, when are you planning on... Re- God damn it. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm dude, I'm just flying through it. This is an outro. You can even be playing the outro music under this. Ass or titties. Ass or ass. We got the, oh, yeah. I got to play a song. Credits and I will. <laughs> Most embarrassing M10 story. I'll have to let him tell you. They say it do be like that, but do it be like it do be they it is. <laughs> Nolan. Oh, God. Uh, thoughts on simultaneously living in a parallel universe. Yeah, I was talking with um, I was talking with my alternate universe self about this earlier, and we think probably not. Yeah, probably. Um, all right, I'm gonna play my newest little song. I'm gonna try, anyways. <sighs> comfortable when I'm crazy. Obviously, could have gone with comfortable when I'm lazy, but I'm always comfortable when I'm lazy. Different song, same problem. Heaven knows it's all my fault Between you and pills and alcohol I'm out here drowned and damn near every night Try to pray but no one's there So I numb the pain till I don't care About these neon demons that I fight No, I ain't a bad guy Baby, I ain't no saint I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy I'm just a candle in the wind And I know tomorrow, girl, you'll hate me And wonder where the hell I've been It's only lonely after me Getting what I want, not what I need I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy Girl, look what you made me do to me You try to make the back row pew Blackout last way past two So you just light one up And find your phone And wonder who it's safe to call From the numbers on the kitchen wall To help you try and stop this rolling storm I think I'm a good guy But I got one foot in the flame Cause I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy I'm just a candle in the wind And I know tomorrow, girl, you'll hate me And I wonder where the hell I've been It's always lonely after midnight Try to 
Trying to get what I want, not what I need I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy Girl, look what you've made me do I'm only comfortable when I'm crazy Getting what I want, not what I need and I know tomorrow, girl, you'll hate me Look what you made me do Uh, all right, y'all, I'll talk on him later. <laughs> I'm on the road again. <laughs>